You're listening to The Dude Grow Show, coming straight out of Denver, Colorado, bringing you marijuana grow knowledge, news, and culture. At the tone, the time will be 4.20. Exactly. What's up? This week in cannabis, marijuana culture, news, and entertainment. I don't know. Can we say entertainment officially, or is it just culture and news? I think that's up for, for the audience to decide, man. True. Whether we're entertaining True. or not, man. Definitely not entertaining all the time to everybody, but we're trying. Dance, monkey. We're trying out here. I was talking to uh, Dr. J this morning on the phone for a minute. He cracks me up. He was reminding me. He was trying to decide... Uh, What's going on, like with the system? He's like, man, I'm thinking about doing flood tables, and I was like, hey, that's at a garden. You maybe are there once every three days. Do not do hydro, man. And uh, talking about his grow, man. A lot, a lot of people digging on uh, cubes, man. You can do really well with what. Even with uh, was talking to my buddy that rocked the uh, Spectrum Kings Nanda today, and uh, he he was he just uses I think they call them trays to speak the lingo, man. But you know, like four by eight trays, and they just load them with like three gallons or cocoa. You know, you can three gallons in cocoa or whatever, man. Yeah, no, I'm not against it. But he one system he does have, which he mentioned on the the show before, I believe. I was like, so what's going on over at the uh, your other girl at your house, man? You got a couple lights there. He's got a couple of those LEDs, and uh, he's like, yeah, but. I was like, so what size containers? You know, I think he's doing something like 25 plants or something, like more plants than I would under two lights. And uh, he's like, but I got, uh, well, the containers, I got the uh, those root bags. And, you know, he's like, you know what? Those Walmart bags are kicking, man. He's like, and I started cracking up. He's like, you laugh, but 50 cents a bag, man. <laughs> he's got the the reusable Walmart bags, you know, like the... Uh, the little fabric ones that you can take back, yeah, you know, back and forth. He did a video about it, man. Yeah, little ninety-nine cent ones, man. I love it. Economical uh, growing in the Walmart bags, and um, he's using some real affordable dry newts, which we're gonna have our hands on soon as well. From uh, we're gonna have some five pounders of grow more dry newts, man. It's gonna be called the uh, economical way to grow, and actually. Well, no, those are meant to be. I was gonna think about top dressing, but those are fully soluble newts. So that's how I did my garden downstairs, though. I forgot to talk about that Wednesday. What's going on in my grow with my one gallons? When I I just re- uh, transplanted them about a week ago, they're almost ready to transplant again because they're going so damn quick. But I'm mixing the cocoa. I mixed in a little all-purpose guano mix, a little bit of the uh, on frass insect frass, and all I water them with has been plain water for about a week and a half now, and they look fabulous. So I lo- I do like to not have to mix shit up in liquid form sometimes, you know. I love the cocoa. I'm leaning towards it. I heard one good thing. I like this this opinion on cocoa. I think it's over Tyson over at uh, Central Way to Grow. We were talking about cocoa and planting mediums, and he's like, you know, cocoa. It's hard to beat cocoa and veg. Like the plants just get you know, root in and freaking take off. But 
going to a mix in flowers, what he likes to do, and I kind of agree with that. So I'm going to be transplanting into like a cocoa peat mix for flour, something that uh, I'm thinking I wouldn't have to water as much because uh, I don't need that turbo accelerated growth for me in flower. I just want my plants to hang out and get some good flowers going. So I use yeah, all kinds. Turbo accelerated growth, man. I hear you. It does sound a little ass backwards. I'm huh? saying I don't need that accelerated growth. Yeah. All right. Why would your buds want that? Well, uh, let's hit a little bit of news here, man. Uh, we'll, we'll do the uh, so you can think about it. If you don't know, here's your friendly reminder to come up with the show's producer. And uh, wanted to get, get into the news, and uh, yeah, all all good news. I was tempted to talk gun control. Uh, I heard that on an Whoa. FM station this morning. Lately, uh, lately with the news out in uh, Oregon, there with somebody go, taking going to that school and shooting a bunch of people and whatnot, gun control's been on. And it's like, you know what? That's that's not Dude Grow Show this week in cannabis. That's not this week in gun control. And there's too much. That's just too it's too heavy, man. It's too heavy for a smoking Friday, so look, I got a universal thought that I think is I don't know if Oh, it's here, a, we go, it's here we go, here we go. You started it, man. If the news would stop making freaking his history, you know, whatever, historical events out of these things and just quietly take the guy and, and shoot him, we we'd be okay. You know what I mean? I mean they shoot these guys in the head, but then their names are all over the place and their their stories are all over and there like comes like something to feed the news cycle. Man, that's what they want and that's why people more people keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think they're trying that with this one. I thought they said I thought they said they weren't weren't releasing their uh, the name of the sh- the shooter Good. and things like that. Maybe they're they're starting to do that. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not saying we make heroes out of them, but we make like fucked up celebrities out of them, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the crazy kid that did that Aurora shooting in Colorado. He's all in the news every day, man. They got him, you know, what's his hair color look like? What's his name? I think James Holmes or something. I think I even know his name and I don't watch the news, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? So yeah, I mean, I, I just think that is a problem and that, that's all I'll say about that matter. All right. We'll get into the cannabis news then. Kind of funny out here in yeah, man. Colorado. Um, Colorado politics guns on weed. Hey, we're going to hit the next Newsweek cover or it might be currently out called God, Guns and Ganja right on the cover there. And this is the next issue of Newsweek magazine will feature on the cover. Um, the piece argues that national politicians and this is kind of neat. Um, I haven't read it, but it sounds neat. The piece argues that national politicians should look to Colorado for guidance on where centrists want the country to go, calling Colorado the nation's funhouse mirror. Mini-me, a schizophrenic state of political contradictions. <laughs> I love it. Or schiz- wait, it's, wait, you wait, said schizo- Newsweek, right? Yes. You said Newsweek, right? Schizophrenic okay, state. I'm just declaring that straight off the bat, man. I like that, though. There's, <laughs> I don't know. It cracked me up that they're saying Colorado is the nation's funhouse mirror, mini-me, a schizophrenic state of political contradictions. Like I like the uh, funhouse mirror, man. I like to be the nation's funhouse mirror. It's kind of cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Only if it makes me look skinnier, man. I hate that one. It makes me look all short and fat. Man. <laughs> Fuck that mirror, man. Uh, this, so let's see here. What is this word? Ju- jux. J u x. Juxtaposing. Juxtaposition. No. Juxtaposing imagery. Juxtapose it. Yeah, it means when something's arranged, like, not really in any specific order, just kind of thrown together. 
Yeah, just doesn't make a lot of sense, man. There's an imagery of religious conservatives in Colorado Springs with liberal activists in Denver. The story states that the influx of millennials to Colorado is driving the state ever toward the center by counteracting the votes of the conservative base. So the, this Newsweek article holds up Colorado's experiment with recreational marijuana as an example of centrist policies winning the day due to the relative ease with which issues can be placed on the ballot in our state. Kind of whatever, maybe it'll be good. You don't, I don't know anything about Newsweek. I don't read it, but you say it's not a good, it's not a good rag, man. I think they stopped printing it for a long, for a while because nobody read it. And then it came back out again a couple months ago. Somebody must have bought it. And it's literally like 15 pages thick. You know, it was always like a, I don't know. I, I think they kind of are, uh, have seen better days, Newsweek publication, man. <sighs> All right. But, uh, I also noticed Time and Newsweek, man, they always go out of their way to try to you know stir up some controversy. You know, I mean, what are they going to do? You think they're going to sell more magazines if they say uh, weed is bad, don't smoke weed? You know, or if they go Colorado is blowing up with weed and it's changing the country. You know what I mean? I just think it's salacious to sell magazines. I think weed is being used to sell magazines, man. That's all. All right. All right. Uh forgot to announce also within today's show or at the end, we had a nice grower sit in hang out with uh, a Mr. Phenotype out uh, yes, from Mass, man. man, out from Mass on the east side. So outside grower, we talked a little politics, just bullshit. I hope you guys find it interesting. Just he contact, contact, ugh, contacted us and said, hey, I want to bullshit. And we said, cool, let's talk some stuff. So that'll be tacked on to the, uh, I think we'll tack it on to the end of the news here, guys, for you. So just a sneak peek. Yeah, more content, man. We got that live stream coming up and whatnot. Here, that not coming up. That we're actually uh, guys check it out on the uh, homepage. There's a live stream button. You can just press it, and so far so good. Uh, but yeah, man, we're just trying to build up as much content as we can. If a really legit grower wants to sit in and tell us what it's like to grow outdoors in, in uh, you know on the East Coast or in New England, I'm down, man. I will, I will call him back and press record, man. So, all right. Well, let's say congratulations out to Oregon out there, man. Selling legal weed, recreational herb. Portland passes local pot regulations, intends to revisit the rules again in 2015 before this year's over, though. Sounds like a little bit of drama happening out in Portland with the city and the licensing rules. Um, Let's see here. This shit's always going to be drama, though, man. There's going to be drama on that, man. Like I said, there's just an an explosion, and the, the dust is still settling, man. Yeah, they're saying that the rules for the city were terribly drafted. Uh, primarily, oh, they're talking about how a thousand-foot buffer between all marijuana businesses will work, and whether existing medical dispensaries that hope to become recreational shops will be protected. The hang-up is that medical shops will have to decide whether to pursue a recreational license because they can't operate as both. What the hell's up with that, man? Uh, can't you be medical and recreational? I mean, they're kind of uh, what? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it, it seems like you should be able to do both, and we have a little bit of drama in Colorado too with medical coming up in another story. But um, I don't know. I'm I I get on the fence with this issue, saying I like medical because people with issues uh, that are strictly, you know, not just you know, a twenty-seven-year-old. It says he has Wait, it's very easy to get a medical card, though. Anyone can get a medical card. Well, they're card. trying to change you know? that here Dude, in Colorado. Dude, tell them about your back, man. 
Well, that's what I mean. I, I believe if somebody's truly suffering with lupus or cancer or whatever, like they should have easy, more affordable. The same rights to cannabis as, as everybody else. It's the guy that's stressed out like a motherfucker and uses it when he comes home, man, because he's got high blood pressure. So then that would be an all recreational sense is what you'd say. I'd say give access to cannabis to the people, man, and don't make them have to jump through hoops or have medical insurance or, or anything to get it, man. Make cannabis very accessible. Same price point across the board. Yeah, cheap, affordable. Yes. So you Those, bring every, it down. I think then. that recreational people should be shouldn't be paying sixty and seventy dollars for eighths. They if if the medical folks are paying thirty dollars for eighths, the recreational people should be paying thirty dollars right, for eighths. I can go a, lot, for that. a lot of the difference between recreational and medical in a lot of cases is the medical guy doesn't have his card. Or, I'm sorry, the recreational guy just didn't bother to get his card because you know he, he didn't bother. He doesn't want to be on a list. A lot of times, I, I hear that a lot, man. So when are you going to draft this amendment? I'm just going to grow weed and uh, and give it away, man. That's about all you can do right now. Yeah, yeah, that is. Give good. it away, give it away now. I do. I'm about yeah. to take some cuts. You just reminded me. I'm going to give away some cuts out here in Colorado. To, if you're a Colorado listener of the Dude Grow Show, I'll let you know when I got some cuts. Because you know what, I can straight up give away cuts completely legally. Hook it up. I've done it before. Where I've met a listener out here and. Uh, I was like, dude, I got some decent genetics. I got that flow, the island sweet skunk, and everything's getting a little bushy in these one gals. So I'm going to take some cuts and see if anybody anybody needs some help or wants to trade up, man. Trade up some cuts, um, and I will dunk them, scope them. Everything seems to have been – they're like, we know you. We listen to the show, man. Fuck your russet mites. But uh, <laughs> I think those are I think those are gone for – I won't say for good, man. Everything comes around again eventually, but – Regardless, I thought that'd be cool, man, to exercise the right to gift cuts. So, yo, man, you can't tax karma, bro. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Is that a t- one of your t-shirts or what? <laughs> I don't know, man. Could could be, man. Could be. I haven't talked to future me lately. Yeah. Uh, Come on, man. man. One of these what things. What's wrong with they're saying? Sorry, in this article, they're saying one of the things business owners didn't like, other than the thousand foot buffer, was. Uh, mandating business hours from 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. was too restrictive. I mean, I'd be fine with that shit. What, I guess? Yeah, no. I mean, who the fuck wants to get up at 7 a.m.? That's what I'd be protesting, man. Worried about those people working the night shift, getting off late and shit, and have to go to the dispensary after 9? Man, I just don't want to open up a business. I have to open up 7 in the morning, man. I'm more like a 10 a.m. kind of guy. Maybe. (laughs) All right, all right. Moving moving on. We have... uh, Article here on Colorado. Medical marijuana advocates here. They're alarmed, it says. So going into uh, Colorado medical marijuana <laughs> advocates alarmed by, propo- by proposed policy change. So I believe Dude, it doesn't take much to alarm potheads, I guess, man, because I read this whole article, man. It wasn't all that alarming. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, what would you take from it? I, they're just trying to have, I believe, more things involved in the medical thing. They're saying starting off here. Um, among other things, the policy suggests that doctors who recommend marijuana become competent in the area of pain treatment, keep extensive records on their patients, and advise them of the risks, including death. I, I mean, which in a <laughs> short sentence doesn't sound like much, but if depending on how many records they have to keep, um, they want the doctor to become competent in the area of pain management. And you know, my hey, first doctors med- have to keep extensive records on their patients, though, man. I mean, if you're, I mean, I understand if you just go in for your medical card, but if it's your primary care physician, they they do have to keep records on you. 
Yeah, well, my first physician that I got my medical card from way back in the day was a, a psych, psychiatrist. Wasn't even a medical doctor, but he had a, do- a doctor's license. So, I mean, it's like, if, uh, that was interesting. When I went in there, I totally wasn't expecting that. He basically asked me about 10 different questions. I did ask me if I, you know, have any mental issues, thoughts of suicide, et cetera, yada, yada. Um, cool old guy. And he's like, cool, man, you're good. You can smoke weed now. So, and that was well before, uh, you know, rack, of course. It was back in like, oh, four or five or some shit. Uh, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. I mean, a lot of people and, you know, a lot of doctors do think like I think. Hey, man, cannabis can help a wide array of medical conditions, psychological, stress. I mean, you know how many prescriptions are written for for stress? I mean, as far as like uh, probably not so more. I'm sure they replace it with something else. But when I was growing up, Valium was like the number six and number seven most popular prescription written right after the heart medications. Because you would go home, you know, you, your, your parents would go home, they'd pop a couple Valium and drink some Jack Daniels, and uh, they'd get through the day, you know, go back to their shitty job the next day, man, in their shitty car, man. <laughs> Damn, it's a little harsh. No, no, I mean, I'm just saying, it was, you know, what do they call mother's little helper back in the day? Cars were <laughs> shitty in the 70s. Yeah, I'm so glad smart, people... Man. Man, don't, uh, I rarely, I, maybe 1% of my thoughts goes to when you said shitty car, and I just laugh at my, my 92 Previa with 250,000 miles on it, and the driver's door doesn't work, and I have to get out the passenger's door, and it's been broke for about a year just because I haven't had the, I say I haven't had the time to fix it, and it's like, hmm, I wonder, it depends on how, you know, what the person thinks, like, is that a shitty car, or is that All right. a pretty cool I've car? because in my head. Is, is my buddy's dad with the 1986 Pontiac Grand Prix where everything used to light up and work, but now it's all broken because it's 1980. The full digital man. dash. <laughs> with the full digital dash, man. Exactly, man. That's what I'm thinking of, man. That's what I'm thinking of. And he didn't smoke weed, man, but he did, he did uh, use Mother's Little Helper, man. Absolutely. All right, all right. But any, anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm just creating a scenario here, man. I'm getting off but, subject um, with my highness and my drinking my coffee out of my. <laughs> I got a Waffle House coffee You're, cup that I stole from them. Wow, man! Wow, dude! You're admitting that on the air. Is it stealing hey, Ray, if you leave quick. a ten dollar tip? Nope. No. You're good to go. It says the the list of proposed recommendations have drawn over 250 public comments. And it's, this guy's like, is Colorado trying to shut down the medical marijuana program? And now here's what the uh, regulatory official, oh wait, a, a regulatory official offered. She goes, this is just very much guidance to licensed physicians who are considering making medical marijuana recommendations, says Corey Everett, uh, chief of staff of the division of professions and occupations. It's adopting guidance. It's adopting policy. It is not stature or a rule. Um, so she's just, all they're trying to do is establish something for for doctors, man. She's, you know, her job is what? The uh, Division of Professions and Occupations, okay? She's got to make some kind of work for herself. So she decided to uh, adopt some rules. And I mean, some of them are a little bit, I wouldn't want to have to you know, tell people that they could die from smoking weed. But having saying, hey, man, these doctors that are recommending weed, do they have any experience with pain management? Do they know anything about that? Have they ever taken a class about it? Is it an orthodontist that's, that's prescribing it or, you know, whatever, a psychologist? And uh, 
I don't know. I don't think there's anything wrong with getting, giving them a little bit of education as long as it's real education and not propaganda. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, it's, yeah, I just, people just get paranoid when they're worried about what's going to be affected. Like this Colorado Springs clinic, they got 2000 patients that visit them a year. She's like, our doctor's a pathologist. We wouldn't be able to see patients if they have here, if they want a pain management doctor to do the valuations. It doesn't say pain management doctor. What's it say? It says, uh, where'd it go, man? Um, it says, uh, competent in the area of pain management. Right, competent in the air pain management. You probably went and took a class on it, you know, a four-hour course on it or something, probably in the, uh, the Hilo Hawaii Hilton, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. They got that kind of shit going. It's not a bad gig to be a doctor, man. All right, you're making me want to go on vacation now. <laughs> nice, man. Yo, I just booked mine, man. Just booked my mountain resort for uh, New Year's, man. Going to be hanging out a little bit the week after New Year's, actually. Pretty excited, man. Right on. Go boarding, man. Yeah, we're Psycho Ward, man. Come on. Let's throw down the mountain, man. Not too sh- Yeah, we'll probably be all right by then. Snow. I was just... Now you see... You're start don't, talking don't, don't snowboarding. on my cloud, homeboy. You don't just on my cloud. Started talking about snowboarding, and I started thinking about snowpack, and I, I get in my brain, you're going to throw me way off track. Back to the news. Come on, man. Back to weed, man. Gotta, Back to weed. I got a buddy that told me a story, you know, kind of funny. Kind of funny, funny. Um, yeah, you know what? I didn't get a whole ha-ha funny out of this, man. I got a whole fucking, like, what the fuck out of this, man. Yeah. I want to talk about this on the show. <laughs> Not that I'm free to curse, man. You've been outvoted, man. I'm allowed, uh, to, have, I'm allowed to use foul language. <laughs> that was George Thorogood. I was trying to think of those where he goes, everybody kind of funny. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. So friend of a friend of a friend of a friend, whatever. Roommate buys a car. Roommate buys an old Honda Civic, and in order to drive that old car, you got to get your VIN verified. One of the options to do that, if you don't want to drive it at all, because you shouldn't, because it's not insured, it's not legit until it's verified. And I've actually done this once with a uh, Highway Patrol guy. I verified a VIN on a motorcycle, but you needed didn't to call the cops on yourself, did you? <laughs> no, no, I've done that once, but way back in the day in high school. <laughs> but anyway, Jesus. the uh, the cops uh, ended up coming. To, you know, the address listed, which was the house where the car was. My buddy goes to the door. Oh, shit, two cops at the door. What's up? You know, walks out real quick, closes the door kind of quickly behind him, realizes there might be a little bit of odor coming from his cannabis garden in the house. Um, the cop starts saying, hey, you know, what's up? We're here to verify a fin. And he's like, sure, no problem. The car's over here. Let's go check it out. Another minute goes by and the second cop goes out of the blue. So how many plants are you growing? And he's like, uh, okay, growing two plants up there and turns away and starts continuing to make sure the other cop's getting everything he needs with the VIN and shit. The cop that asked how many plants he's growing simply went back to the car and nothing happened other than totally freaked him out. You know, even though this is Colorado, he's got a legal recreational garden in Colorado. So still though, you don't like, you know, there's that old prohibition feeling still lingering in people. So, um, you know, what do you, you know, what do you do in that situation? Part of me is like, shit, dude, if you got a legit garden, um, they didn't ask, but if they were to ask and it's totally legal, you know, uh, sure. Allow them to see that you're within compliance and then, but that, okay. that feels wrong uh, though. I, doesn't it? Doesn't it? We talked about uh, it. It is wrong. Show. It is wrong. You don't ever invite cops into your home. 
and that's all there is to it, man. Unless you have a robber in there. I don't know. They're not so bad. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, you just don't invite cops into your home, man. I don't know. At least I'm sorry. I don't, man. I don't, you know. Um, Just I I think of cops as people that make money off of uh, Busting you for little things, you know. Unfortunately, they're revenueers these days, man. And like I said, I, I know some nice cops, man. Um, and I, I kind of feel bad for what their jobs turned into, man. I think they tell you the same thing off the record, man. That they're not happy about going around collecting bills and being the government's bill collector. Yeah, I th- and most cops I think are pretty, pretty cool in the sense that see the reason I'd say, I've heard stories. I, I agree with you. I wouldn't let the police in my house regardless. I'd say, look, this is illegal. Colorado grow um I would have to consult with my attorney before deciding to let law enforcement into my house without a warrant for some reason you know that's that but yeah I've heard people allow not even like direct you know direct friends of mine where they've had the uh they had two detectives show up and one was with uh I forgot I don't know I don't think he was with MED you know marijuana enforcement division I think it was a, a drug like task force dude and we've talked about it many episodes ago where uh, hey, I'm a radio operator was getting interference in a, a, a street up from only three, I think he had three digital ballasts. Um, and he, he made a little, you know, handmade thing. He knows his way around the radios, walked around the neighborhood, found the house. Hey, it's coming from over here. Told the cops. Cops came. And he's like, look, I'm a total legit. Wait, wait, wait. I can finish this story. Then he got busted for using an unregistered FCC device and got yeah. fined $800, right? No, 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 no. Just had to uh, show him. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, his man. medical car. Yeah, I hear you. His medical papers. Uh, and everything was in compliance and all good. But there's also been, you know, Temp Needs Todd was over at a grow. Outdoor, a guy had his plants outdoor. They got big enough to go above fence level. One of his neighbors was not whatever didn't like the smell of weed called the cops said hey i can see and smell these plants it's bothering me they came and said hey you have 24 hours to be within compliance or you're going to be fined so there's a lot of different variables there i agree with you like that's outside though man that's out what i'm saying you, you don't let them walk in your home because when you do uh if you have any kind of a legal problem the first thing that your lawyer asks you is did you okay cool man all right let's see how we can beat this case man totally get it thrown out man uh did you invite the cops into your home please tell me you didn't please tell me you didn't oh yeah <laughs> i did oh fuck why would you do that man yeah you know what i mean it's like you just screwed yourself you you know you the first thing you did is you gave your lawyer one huge less thing to argue for you man so yeah no i i agree with that uh nothing's happened you know it's been it's been a few days it's just kind of a little it's a little creepy if you will you know it's something you don't really need to have have on your mind you know that's like me with uh you know outdoor season coming to an end and then my neighbor, one of my neighbors, uh, the, the, they go out of town, but their son, who's in college, gets to stay at the house with his college friends, zooming in and out. Like, so that, you know, everything puts a new element, just like I got my street repaved literally a few days ago, which put a construction fucking crew on my street on and off for a whole day up on big machines. You know, I'm like, great, man. These guys can look right over into my guard. You know, you just start, like I said, getting that paranoia feeling. I'm going to have to set set up the cot out there, man. So disengage the the laser. You know, I I do have, like, I don't know if you've ever seen, like, the James Bond-style lasers that they have going everywhere. 
So with mirrors and things like that, that's what I got. <laughs> you know what I got, man? I got a really good garbage disposal, man. It's like a goddamn weed eater, man. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> um, no, I'm just kidding, man. You know the, uh, you know where I'm at, man. And I moved here so that I didn't have to fear the cops, and I don't fear the cops. I mean, literally, I see one every day <laughs> taking my kid to school. I hope not. At each other. Apparently, we have three and, shows know, a week telling the world about our weed. <laughs> exactly. And I, th- I actually think this cop is listening. Shout out to you, Jack. Um, you know, or at least I'm convinced. But the point is, is that they're on the side of uh, enforcing every little law they can. And around here, it's actually really cool. You know what I mean? They're just not out to bust balls. But in many other parts of the country, um, they are still out to bust balls. And they're pissed off about the revenues that they're not generating. So, yeah, actually, I have a story about that, man. Can I jump ship and do a story real quick, man? Sure. It is um, uh, FBI: one person arrested for cannabis every forty-five seconds, and uh, it's pretty disturbing, man. What this story says is, um, while states across the nation continue to okay, I'm sorry, this is from uh, Cannabis Now. So trying to give shout outs to the uh, websites that provide us all this good information. So Cannabis Now, uh, there's a report out that shows over 700,000 people were arrested for cannabis offenses in 2014. That's almost 7,500 more than the year prior. Um, So don't think that just because uh, it's legal some places that they're not out collecting a nice hunk of revenue, getting you put in the system, getting you in that uh, uh, probation system. Um, pay, you know, paying that monthly, what do they call it, a monitoring fee or something like that, a reporting fee, whatever the fuck it's called. Thank God I don't remember what the hell it's called. But, um, dude, that's a, you know, that's just a way for the governments to get revenue, man. And I think they might be seeing that it's going away. Over, you know, maybe in the next five years, this revenue stream won't be around anymore. Yeah. Uh, so they're actually adopting my uh, philosophy in life, which is get it while the getting's good. Yeah. Yeah. Get it while the getting's Get it while getting's good, huh? That's my philosophy. Hey, man, wait in line. You'll be left behind, right? All right. Um, Cool. Let's take a quick break, man. Uh, And we'll be right back with some more news on Dude Grow Show. Hey, man, check this out, man. Obleezy from Mendo Dope just sent me a whole bunch of new tracks, man. Let's hit one. Sweet. Catch you in a minute. That perp, that green, that light, that dark, that bomb, that OG Kush, let's spark. Ain't nobody got it better than us. Ain't nobody growing better than us. That perp, that green, that light, that dark, that bomb, that OG Kush, let's spark. Ain't nobody got it better than us. Ain't nobody growing better than us. Now as I start to clown, people wonder why. Well, your weed is brown. It don't get me high. I'm a connoisseur, cultivation pro, ganja farmer with germination flows. Old E, only blow on bomb till it's gone. Bait pen, blunt to bomb, puff the crumb. Inhale, you be the judge. Hit his weed, man. Tell me if it gives you a buzz. It don't got a smell or a taste. Only way you getting high off of that is if it's laced. I got an ace here. Try this, homie. Cannabis competition, something stony. Jack Jesus, OG, cheese, and DQ. Grand five vanilla kush, some things we grew. Dope contest, ain't got it like we do. In the cloud of smoke is how I leave That perp, that green, that light, that dark, that bomb That OG Kush, let's spark Ain't nobody got it better than us Ain't nobody growing better than us 
That perp, that green, that light, that dark, that bomb, that OG Kush, let's spark. Ain't nobody got it better than us. Ain't nobody growing better than us. I hear them talking that shit like they holding loud, but they tree on mute. A couple hunt for a pound, no contest. KO, first round, high grade, top shelf. Lay them down, we smoke private reserve. Weed nerd herb, stupid ass hash, have you high as a bird? If you ain't heard, my folks farm dope. Roll up cannoli and woods and roast. You'll float like a ghost, so my liver get gone. Gone in the zone, jelly bean in the bomb. Hand blown, heady, so many, so bomb, so killer, no filler. Call it Godzilla gone. Long story short, they tree just work. They genetics full gazy, no color and they hurt. No cush, no heat, no lot, no dummy, no cheese, bitch, please. All they tree bummy. That perp, that green, that light, that dark, that bomb, that OG cush, let's spark. Ain't nobody got it better than us. Ain't nobody growing better than us. That perp, that green, that light, that dark, that bomb, that OG cush, let's spark. Ain't nobody got it better than us. Ain't nobody growing better than us. No contest. Don't lie, don't front, you got doo-doo in your blunt That ain't skunk, man that's bunk You got doo-doo in your blunt What's up, homie, what's wrong? You got doo-doo in your bong? Hey, look, over there, point. He's got doo-doo in his joint. All my cutties I'd like to thank, cause they got bong. They got dank. Yeah, all my cutties I'd like to thank. They got bong. They got dank. All my cutties I'd like to thank. They got bong. They got dank. Yeah, all my cutties I'd like to thank. They got bong. They got dang. That perp, that green, that light, that dark, that bomb, that OG Kush, let's spark. Ain't nobody got it better than us. Ain't nobody growing better than us. That perp, that green, that light, that dark, that bomb, that OG Kush, let's spark. Ain't nobody got it better than us. Ain't nobody growing better than us. No contest. Where are we going with this news? That was dope. That was dope. It makes me want to smoke <laughs> some more here, always. Yeah, absolutely, man. All right. Was it my turn, man? Now time to do my thing? Uh, let's see. Yeah, tear it up. Tear it up. Get one of those in All there. All right, man. So I'm kind of going with this, uh, you know, little, little uh, changing of the law kind of motif I'm going with here. So... Uh, we already talked about how more people were arrested last year, or at least in 2014, uh-huh. than uh, the year before. Uh, this is going the other way, man. Texas sheriff re- refuses to arrest marijuana offenders at federal checkpoint. And, uh, man, this is pretty interesting. At I-10, okay, I guess I-10 through from L.A. to uh, Texas. And think about all the folks. I mean, if you... You know, like, okay, they got Willie Nelson they busted, Snoop Dogg, Nelly, Fiona Apple. So all L.A. types, I guess, as they're traveling, you know, they go tour in, uh, in Texas, are all getting arrested for possession of marijuana. And it says these, and a lot of people are, I think they said between 20 and 30 busts a day 
at the Sierra Blanca Border Patrol checkpoint, which I guess you're driving from Los Angeles and you didn't cross the border, but I guess it's easy to pick up illegals or something there. So uh, uh, they have a border patrol from, I don't know, between Los Angeles and Texas. I don't know, man. That seems crazy. But uh, it says they, uh, okay, here's here's something from a movie producer that goes, I had two little buds wrapped up in my suitcase in the trunk of my car. And he was busted at the checkpoint two years ago. Uh, the Border Patrol guys never would have found it if the dogs hadn't sniffed it out. So they're just literally terrorizing you at the you know, yeah. not even at the border. Just fucking I-10 goes into a checkpoint. And I mean, dude, I don't know about you, but this sounds like the shit that I, that I used to fear when I was a kid. Like Checkpoint Charlie and communism and all that stuff, man, where you're driving. And what is that? Oh, it's a border checkpoint. Oh, it's cops in green military outfits and they got dogs man you know like that's scary shit man that don't sound like a land of freedom me man it, you know so any, go ahead yeah anyway um so it says here was kind of how, how the racket used to work uh board and this is just right in line with cops just being revenue collection agents man as all all these guys are man the border patrol you tell me where the protect you know to, to protect and to serve you tell me where protection and service comes into play here here's how it would work uh, the border patrol would hold the suspects and the stash the sheriff in the sleepy town of sierra blanco would send a deputy out to pick them up they need to be booked in the jail in hudspeth county an area larger than Connecticut, filled with greasewood, cactus, humpback mountains, and only 5,000 people. Most of the cannabis holders were issued a citation, released, and told to pay a $400 fine, though many never paid up. Dude, that's $400. It's a $400 shakedown. This is just like I said, back in the day, um, you get pulled over in Mexico and you'd have to, you know, throw the guy 100 bucks or 20 bucks or something like that to get out of, you know, it was like dirty cops that you that you'd just bribe right on the street. Well, instead of bribing them on the street just to make sure that everybody gets their fair share, you go in and, and you give a bribe or, or whatever, a contribution, we're going to call it to the you know four hundred dollar mandatory contribution in in the the form of a citation uh and they get to hire more cops and keep the law enforcement that's that's insane man and it's just so awesome that they stopped it man yeah just because his budget wouldn't allow it anymore so yeah after federal grants used to help pay for the housing the offenders arrested on drug charges dried up sheriff arvin west of husband county texas stopped taking any more cases from the checkpoint uh, yeah, he said it occupied two full-time deputies and one-fourth the space in the county jail. Man, you know, I mean, it, it's just crazy that that's a lot of revenue being raised by that kind of fleecing, man. And, I mean, the more you just shake down the American people, man, the more they're going to resent you. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really glad to see, and this is exactly what I was saying about decriminalization, Stop fucking busting people that have small amounts of marijuana. It's a real simple concept, man. All right, man. What'd you find, man? The dog's alerted on this guy. What'd you find? I don't know. A couple nugs, man. It was, it, it, he's definitely not dealing. You know, it was under a pound. It was under a quarter pound. Whatever. Okay, cool. Let him go. No big deal. We don't give a shit about that, man. I mean, there's plenty of other things that cops don't give a shit about, man. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It'll be. It's just. It's a slow process. It's all going to keep uh, 
keep on changing. But I guarantee you those uh, people that travel that checkpoint are pretty stoked. They're like, all right, man. We could carry some herb on through there. They're out of funding. So <laughs> You know, there's idiots fucking smoking. Jo- now they just got the jo- unlit joint in their mouth as they drive by. You, you are cool <laughs> with this, right? <laughs> Moving on, moving on to some negative news with the uh, Florida grower. Florida grower here caught with 15 plants, I believe. Said, uh, you know, and I'm not, news isn't fact, right? Farthest from fact. um, I won't say the farthest thing there there is. But jury convicts Florida man. It just says jury convicts. So I know that in Florida, the jury convicted this guy. That uh, you know who grew marijuana. Now it says for wife with breast cancer. I mean, I believe it, man. But okay, I understand where that's where the, that's the subjective part, the argumentative part. But did you see how many plants this guy grew? Freaking fifteen, 15 man. Fifteen plants, man, with more than thirty. That could have produced more than thirty pounds of usable marijuana, man. Oh, if you got two well, pounds per plant in an absolute perfect world, they also said that that would have brought in ninety thousand dollars. <laughs> and it also says, I'm not even gonna laugh because this is so fucked up, man. Uh, the client faces a maximum of thirty five years in prison if found guilty. That is why I am not. In Florida anymore. No longer am I earning money in Florida. Real Growers is a Colorado company and not a Florida company. And I pay tax to the state of Colorado and generate income for them because they think like I do. And I vote with my dollars, man. Yeah. The prosecutor said that uh, his wife was lying on the stand and she's covering up, covering up for her husband. So, you know, that's why I was saying. I don't know all the facts. Regardless, nobody deserves any prison time for cultivating sure. marijuana. Cultivating. So if, right? so, if, so if law enforcement. What's the charge, man? Cultivation. Go ahead. So if this guy, his wife gets diagnosed with breast cancer at 43, let's say that he's not a wealthy man and he decides that she, he wants to treat her with the medicine. And he's also, guess what? He's got a lot of bills coming up. She probably can't work. She's probably out of work, at least at some point in time. And yeah, whether you have good insurance or not, you still have to come up with thousands of dollars of co-pays and all that stuff, man. Um, it's a tough time, man. And especially if you're, you know, it was a dual income family. So I could see the prosecutor going, so you're telling me your husband never, ever sold, you know, sold marijuana for profit. Never. You know, and her going, nope, nope, never did. Standing by her man. And who's to say that he didn't? And I'm just totally, you know, inventing this scenario in my head. But who's to say that that he didn't to to help things out, man? And and if he didn't, Jesus Christ, I think he's he's a hero, man. You know, somebody with a a little compassion uh, should say, hey, man, this guy, you know, Tough times call for uh, extreme actions sometimes. Sucks that this guy got caught, man. Let's take it easy on him, man. You know, he, he seemed like he was his heart was in the right place and he was doing the right thing, even if there was money involved, even if there were transactions involved. Yeah, that's know, what man. people let's... Gotta have that victim, man. Yeah, that uh, who cares? So he's, you know, slinging a little herb. Like, it's still, it's not like... Uh... You know, whatever. They went in, and the house didn't have any more bedrooms. There was 1,000 plants, and which I'm still okay with. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, kind of ridiculous. But let's t- tell me, did you get into uh, what's up with the Harvard scientist? Studied the brains of pot smokers, and results don't look good. And they show a picture of some chick at, like, a party or something hitting a – looks like a, a dab rig. Yeah, it's a dab rig. Uh, so, yeah. 
Hey, uh, so I want to say uh, thank you to South Bay Steve that sent this in to me this morning. I found this cool. really uh, interesting. And first off, you know, it's Harvard scientists and all that. So uh, it is a legitimate study. I think it's from Harvard and, and Northwest, uh, uh, yeah, Northwestern University, studied the brains of 18 to 25-year-olds. But this study is kind of flawed, man. Okay, so half of whom smoked pot recreationally and half of whom didn't. They found What they found was rather shocking. Even those who only smoked a few times had significant brain abnormalities in the area that controlled emotion and motivation. Well, they keep on using the word abnormality. And so an abnormality is if you didn't have, uh, you know, if normally... You know, when you didn't smoke pot, your brain looked like this. When you smoked pot, it looks different. So that's abnormal. Yeah, I'll take that, man. It's definitely doing something in my brain, man. You know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, are those abnormalities, do they result in an increase in, uh, in creativity? Do they uh, result in an increase in, you know, I don't know, motivation, you know, whatever. I, I don't know. But, uh, and neither do they, actually. Yeah, yeah, you know, I was trying. To, uh, so yeah, what, uh, ab, uh, abnormality does not have to be negative. But did they get into? Uh, I was reading ahead here. Anything, anything else with it? Saying specifically what type of problem, or because you know? Oh no. What will happen next? The study's co-authors admit that their sample size was small. Their plan is now to conduct a bigger study that not only looks at brain abnormalities but also relates them to functional outcomes. <laughs> that would be an important step in this science because as of now, research indicates that marijuana use may cause alterations to the brain, but it's unclear what m that might actually mean for users and their brains. So, yeah, it definitely changes the brain. I mean, they're using abnormalities, alterations. Uh, yeah, these are words that mean that things change when, <laughs> when you smoke weed. Uh, dude, I can't believe that I, I'm as smart as the Harvard and uh, Northwestern uh, University people, man. So what they're I saying, understand that concept. The part of but, the brain. Yeah, marijuana changes your brain. It changes <laughs> the way it works. <laughs> they said the three high, different neuro. You're not normal. Using three different neuroimaging techniques, researchers looked at the nucleus accumbens and the. I'm going to just make a little bit of the. Uh, Man, what's that movie, Waterboy, with the uh, Amblegubliata? <laughs> Medulla Oblongata. Yeah, man, yeah, that's what this is. The <laughs> well, this is the uh, Amygdala of the participants. So they looked at these parts of the brains of the words that I just mutilated. They said these areas are responsible for gauging the benefit or loss of doing certain things and providing feelings of reward for, pleasure for pleasurable activities such as food, sex, and social interactions. Uh, so the researchers said this is a part of the brain that you absolutely never want to touch. I don't want to say that these are magical, that these are the magical parts of the brain. They are all important, but these are fundamental in terms of what people find pleasurable in the world and assessing that against bad things. So why don't I want to touch that? What if cannabis yeah. goes in there and makes things more pleasurable? Why do you think I like to get high before I go do something mundane like going to get freaking groceries? It makes it more pleasurable and interesting for me. Do I rely on that? No, I don't rely on that. I mean, it's like just getting, you know, it makes things more interesting. What happens when, I've used this example many times, I haven't seen a friend, comes in town, a good friend of mine that comes and lives in Denver half the time, you know, maybe I haven't seen him in two, three months, we're a little disconnected, we have, we're having trouble starting conversations 
conversation, but all is good. We share a bowl. Next thing you know, we're like chatterboxes to each other, man. Like, so I, I think it's affecting that pleasurable part of the, the brain in, in a good way. Um, yeah, I think that uh, that the anecdotal evidence says that it is. And let's get something straight, man. They don't know shit about the brain, man. I mean, they know as little about the brain as as you know as far as organs go. Um, you know, they know how to remove tumors from there, and they know what things do, and they know when they press on something, something happens. But the brain is way mysterious, man, and they're uh, you know just getting started with it. So well. Uh, I don't think I don't think they know shit here, bro. I'll jump ahead here and tie this ties into a little of the article titled uh, "The Truth About How Marijuana Affects Male Sexual Performance." So Ooh, this yeah. article <laughs> this article came up and said some say it helps, others <laughs> others say it hurts. So what does the research say? What effect of any does weed have on your uh, joint? Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> Studies found many guys report sexual benefits of marijuana use, such as increased sexual stamina. It is difficult to know what to make of findings like this. While the conclusion that marijuana helps guys last longer in bed is tempting, we cannot rule out the possibility that this drug simply alters men's perception of time. In other words, sex might seem to last longer when you're high, but the actual amount of time you spend having sex might not really be any different than one from when you're sober. Isn't that awesome? Like, man, I was so good, baby. I lasted so long. Like, no, actually not. Your perception of time is off because you're stuck. <laughs> <laughs> this is a little much, man. Um, what's that? I don't know. I just think it's funny. Anytime they generalize shit about stoners and being stoned, I think it's... Uh... I don't know, not not super useful because it affects people differently, man. If I smoke weed every single day, five times a day, I'm definitely going to be affected differently if I smoke once every two weeks right before I have sex. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're like you're saying with the brain, they're really not sure. You know, they're like they're saying, yeah, there's there's possibility here. Um, you know, we're seeing that there's an effect on certain receptors inside the erectile tissue, uh, but they're not sure. Uh, they, they said dosage is very important for consideration. Uh, another thing which, which isn't um, brought into, which I like this, beyond dose, and this is for studies across the board, there are at least two other things to keep in mind. First, marijuana is not just one thing. There are different strains of cannabis that can affect the body in very different ra- ways. One strain, indica, tends to be more relaxing, while sativa tends to be more stimulating. Research, researchers haven't looked yet at whether these cannabis strains impact sexual function in different ways. Second... People differ in their sensitivity to marijuana just as they differ in their sensitivity to alcohol. We all know some people who get wasted after one drink and others who seem to keep it together no matter how much they imbibe. So the same goes for smoking. So I really like those two points in the sense that even with that Harvard study, man, how, do you, do, how, many, how many times can you try that study with how many different strains? Um, you know, when strains affect people in a different way, we've all been put on our ass by this certain strain, this strain I can totally function with. Hey, this strain, I can even go out and, you know, and talk to my in-laws, none of them smoke in a weird area and I'm still cool. So there's so many variables with, with cannabis and our, you know, the receptors in our bodies that all these studies are really tough in my opinion to give too much weight. So you can't put me on an article where there's a story right next to it on, on the on the right column that just says when baby otters attack one woman's harrowing story. Oh, There's that's a like- picture <laughs> of the otters eating her face, man. I mean, what the hell? Oh, come on, awesome. man. That's awesome. Jesus, this is from the Huffington man. Post, is so. I mean, there's there. It's not like you know a horrible uh, 
off article or whatever. But that point isn't made in a lot of articles, man. So I wanted to reiterate that, that, damn, how many, you know, this study, they don't say this study was tried on uh, San Fernando Valley, OG Kush, you know, type three. Okay. Right. So, and that's just weed, man. It's a huge variable. So, uh. Go on, go on with Yo, man, uh, where we are. I have something interesting. That's uh, This one is from the National Marijuana News, nationalmarijuanaNews.com, and it's titled, Here is What Marijuana Does to Your Lungs. And I've always wondered this, man. I've always wondered about, you know, you know, I used to remember when I was a kid and I would, you know, get the Mexican reg back in the day. I used to count how many, you know, when I first started smoking, I'd be like, all right, I'm just going to smoke like a pound. And I, I shouldn't get cancer from that because I was convinced pot gave you cancer. You know, it's like smoking yeah. anything else. Um, but, yeah, it says right here, there's a, you know, actually, it's really interesting. This article is interesting. It's, it's sometimes said that the most dangerous thing about marijuana is getting caught with it. Uh and it's an ever-increasing number of Americans come around to the benefits of decriminalizing the drug. Um, okay, let's see what we got here, man. He was saying, uh, um, okay, smoking pot could be worth revisiting. Marijuana has been found in decades of pulmonary research to be much safer to smoke than tobacco and even has been linked to decreasing the risk of developing lung cancer counterintuitive perhaps according to donald tashlin professor emeritus of medicine at ucla who has studied the drug and its effects on the lungs for over 30 years the smoking the smoke content of pot is similar to that of tobacco even when it comes to high concentrations of carcinogens in tar byproducts but despite that he told the la weekly in an article published on monday that logical health concerns could be misplaced through my study, we failed to find any positive association. Uh, saying, Okay, he says, through my study, we failed to find any positive association, he said, finding that instead the association would be negative between lung cancer and the use of marijuana, meaning that there is no association between lung cancer and marijuana. The likelihood is that despite the fact that marijuana smoke contains carcinogens, we don't see the same heightened risks of cancers that we see in tobacco. And in fact, Tashkin said that marijuana's anti-inflammatory and suppressant qualities significantly, significantly cut down the chances of developing COPD, uh, which is the third leading cause of death in America. Dude, that's pretty crazy. Man. Yeah, I mean, I always thought that in a nutshell, that's what I'd say, dude, like the good, unless you're just sitting there like brother love all day long, token on fat joints, uh... Oh, you about a pound a day, man. You should be okay, dude. The positive, you know, this is this is the doc, doctor, dude. You should be all right, man. You should be okay. The the positive things in cannabis, I believe, your body's gonna benefit more from anything potentially negative, you know, coming. I've really never worried about, you know, you smoke a cigarette. I don't know how many inhales do you take anyway, and that shit is nasty. Uh, when I'm smoking bongs and one hits. Maybe I don't know how many a day, not a ton. I'm not I'm not the least bit concerned myself that it's gonna give me cancer, you know, or lung cancer because of the smoke. It's kind of I think an old school argument, man, that's back in the prohibition era more, but uh it does come back now and then. Yeah, this one says other studies show similar conclusions. A 2014 study published in the International Journal of Cancer found that long-term marijuana smokers were at no greater risk of developing lung cancer than occasional users or even people who don't smoke. Yeah. Nice. 
Yeah, I, I uh, smoke away, man. Smoke it. Smoke I'm it up down one right now, man. I'm gonna burn one down, <laughs> man. If you don't like it, don't come around. All right, man. All right. Let's see. Let's see. All right. Hey, here's one that was just a real simple one, What's man. Up? Okay. And do take these with a grain of salt. You know, I mean these these polls, but Fox News text poll. So I guess you get a text from Fox News, and right there, there's a huge bias because who's going to sign up for Fox News text polls except for uh, people that love Fox News, man? So um, <laughs> anyway, it says 94 percent of Americans support marijuana legalization. Uh, says Fox News text polls. So. Uh, true sign of the times. Text polls are a great indicator because of the ease that everyone can contribute. Many other polls are more calculated and controlled and have a smaller audience pool. We imagine that. It, okay, whatever. So it says, uh, anyway, I, I just find that interesting is that if you ask almost anyone these days, especially now that there's states that are doing it and they're successfully doing it and making money at it. You know, like the models kind of been set here in Colorado. Um, I don't know about 94% because you're always going to have those people that are just like drugs are bad. You know, <laughs> gateway drug, Carly Fiorino, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but I mean, I do think that it's uh, showing that there's a definite majority. And I guess, you know, just to reiterate my comments, you're not going to get elected to president or, or in any position um, with an anti-drug policy. You know, I shouldn't say any position. You might get elected, you know, you get reelected in Utah as a state senator or even as a senator for, uh, you know, for being against cannabis. Because, yeah. you know, it's, it's ground zero for the anti, you know, the anti-cannabis, uh, you know, pro-religion movement over there. But, man, I just think that uh, uh, you're not going to be able to become president without really being pro-cannabis and maybe even federal legalization. But then again, man, man, Obama promised all sorts of shit, man, and he never delivered any of it. Isn't Guantanamo still open? And wasn't, so. wasn't he Mr. Wasn't he Mr. Uh, I believe on his Hope and Change website, there was uh, a place for whistleblowers to come and, uh, you know what I mean, and, uh, and, and share what, what was making you know, things so intolerable, you know, blow the whistle on stuff Ed Snowden did it and he's got a hideout in Russia shit's <laughs> crazy man yeah it is so, crazy don't, don't believe what they tell you in campaign uh, you know campaign commercials man get they over are it, commercials man. and commercials sell you shit get over the hype get over the po- yeah. it's hard man let me get into it. get over the politics come on man where's our uh, I don't think we can play music on the podcast because if we could I would play don't believe the hype a little public enemy from back in the day man <laughs> Might have to throw one in the live stream. Yeah, the, the music we can uh, throw in the live stream only for some strange copyright reason, man. All right, let's go uh, last story, man. How are selfies killing more people? Selfies are killing more people than weed? Yeah, man, yeah. It turns out, I don't know, I just put this in as a goof. But, man, a lot of people get killed doing, not a lot of people, I think 12 people this year on their death certificates, cause of death is selfie, <laughs> you know? And, like, one guy, I was just at the, the roller coaster park last week, and uh, this didn't happen last week, but there's a story of a guy that dropped his cell phone on the roller coaster and then went underneath the tracks to go get it and, of course, got his head cut off when he, you know, didn't duck high enough or, or low enough or whatever. But there's all sorts of – there's people that are, like, um, taking selfies and walking and they walk into, like, a street sign or something like that and get all Yeah, dude, it up says that falling, off a, falling was the number yeah. one cause of selfie deaths this year, followed by being hit by a train. 
<laughs> oh man. So uh, be careful Dude, taking what your the selfies, hell, man. <laughs> I mean, wait, wait. I don't get it, man. Trains—they're not only loud, but like the whole and you know, like everything shakes, man. The ground shakes, man. You know, plus they blow their freaking horns like crazy. How do you not? Oh, I get it. It's not that you don't hear it. You just decide you're going to stand next to the train as it comes by. Probably. And take a selfie. Get a picture of me in this train real quick. Oh, I get it, man. Ooh, <laughs> I'm going to try that. That actually sounds cool. All right, man. You guys need to hang in there. we got a grower, grower talk, grower sit in, a little politics about the East Coast weed in Boston and whatnot uh, with phenotype here. Uh, we'll be back Monday with some grow talk. You know it. And uh, thanks for all the support from people that are helping out. If you do become a member, uh, any new members, uh, hit it up, man. I got a lot of transport from Optic Foyer. I'm starting to run out of the three-pack, but I can send out transport and some recharge, some free recharge to anybody that comes a member for supporting the show. And don't forget, you get paid back, man. If you if you buy recharge and you're a member, you're paying for your member, you know, 30% off. So... That's like a no-brainer sure, if you use Recharge, guys, and it definitely helps keep things rolling around here. So unless Absolutely, God, man. Let's you know what? Uh, I'm just, just sitting here thinking about uh, uh, the Mammoth, guys, Mammoth P. I put out, mm-hmm. uh, think I put out six coupons for each size because that's all I had uh, as far as the samples go. I was sure that I had those. I'm going to go pick up some more samples from the guys today, and we'll get those those coupon codes out to the members and to uh, to everybody, man. You know, the members can get the big 150s uh, essentially for free. You just use the coupon code and pay for some shipping, five bucks for shipping. And then the, uh, uh, you know, anybody else can go get the little 60 milliliter sample size, same thing, just pay for shipping. Uh, yeah, hang loose as I get more of those in stock. I'll put them up and I'll re-energize that coupon code. I'm going to change it so that uh, kind of keep everybody to where you got to go back to the website and check it out. Members, you'll have the new coupon code in the members area. And uh, all of the DGC, we'll, we'll spread it all around the Google Plus group and, and through the website. Uh, oh, by the way, man, Colorado Magic Board, man, their website did launch this morning, I believe. Their, uh, their online store, I think they're already getting a couple orders. I put up a, uh, a uh, video of my Magic Board yesterday, man, so I'm really excited about it. Throw that and into your, put- uh, your Grow blog? Uh no, I didn't yet, man. I just threw it up on uh, on Dude on Dude Grow's uh, YouTube channel, so go check that out. I also put one up of uh, my buddy BJ from Colorado Magic Board being a uh, a human circuit man, and he's actually holding like uh, yeah, he he's holding a I don't know something that tells you what's live, you know, a, a circuit. To, I don't know what the hell you'd call it, man. Some kind of a meter, and uh, it's totally lighting up, man. He's got this thing lighting up through his body by touching like a, a live wire without getting shocked, and I was freaked out by that. So I asked <laughs> him if he would explain that theory, and he explained that. And uh, yeah, I put that up on the on the just the main uh, what's it called, Dude Grows uh, YouTube site youtube uh page just yeah. so everybody can enjoy it and pretty tough you go to youtube and you type there, in dude man. grows and you'll find all kinds of stuff all right yeah man yeah but i ain't living in shit like that anything that has to do with safety you know what i mean that, that goes for everybody man i just keep all the all the good stuff man the dankish stuff for the members man and one last thing before we go we got to announce today's executive producer kyle og widow Big ups to you, man. Thanks for uh, rocking it out over there on the Dude Grows Crew uh, Google Plus group, man. We appreciate you, brother. Keep it up. Oh, smoke the herbs and calm your nerves. <laughs> oh, blaze the chill on my friend.
Just blaze the chillum, my friend. Come, we blaze the chillum. Blaze the chillum and chant a verse. Calm your nerves. Oh, blaze the chillum, yes. Put the ganja first. <laughs> you know, we're smoking. Oh, my friend, no, we're not joking. It's just a token. Smoke the herbs and you know it's spoken. <laughs> Smoke the weed until me eyes have bleed. <laughs> yes, Scotty, do your thing. We're going to get together and do this thing right. What's up, guys? Hanging out on a grower sitting here with uh, Scotty Real, of course. Yo, and, yo. Uh, and Mr. Fino, man, out from the East Coast. Maybe last name type, but first name Fino. Grower uh, out in Massachusetts, correct? That's right. Is it more hip if I say out in Mass? Does that is that is that like the the cool way to do it? Or I don't know, man. That uh, might, that yeah, might... Ma- Mass is easier to say for most people. Uh, <laughs> I heard that's <laughs> but, like a Cali um, thing, man. You're not allowed to say Cali unless you live there, man. Yeah, no, Mass you could definitely say. Um, so I, I've heard people say Bostoned, like Bostoned. Bostoned. Nice, I like uh, it. Hey, is there a really big wheat scene up in Boston? Yeah, it's a big college town, so you know it goes with the territory. Uh, colleges uh, all over the place, Boston and in the outskirts. And I actually live in a, um, a suburb of Boston, so it's kind of a, it's a smaller town, middle class town. Is um, it accepted? I mean, I know drinking. You know, you shit. You go to the bar after work. You know what I mean? And come home for bed. <laughs> that's like the uh, that's like the, the Massachusetts uh, thing. I know there's a ton of bars up there and whatnot. Hell, cheers oh, is yeah. up there, man. Is is <laughs> is smoking? So, but what I mean is that uh, catching a buzz isn't uh, you know isn't the worst thing in the world. How, how's um, yeah. as far as smoking a joint afterwards or something like that? Is that accepted? Is it frowned upon? Is it super you know old school religious up there? What's the vibe up there? Is what I'm asking. I Definitely guess. Definitely not not religious. And we're I mean, we're a democratic state, so um, there's definitely both sides of it. But I think for the most part, uh, the state has become pretty open-minded uh, towards marijuana. Uh, the the uh, medical laws pass with, without any difficulties, and uh, it looks like we're going to go recreational in uh, 2016. And it sounds like everybody's on board. Uh, the attitude towards people, uh, you know, in general, like you say, you know, as far as going out to bars and drinking, and as far as the, the marijuana end of that, yeah, it's just it's part of it. And if you want it to be, and nobody really. Uh, frowns down upon it you know i think it's more out in this neck of the woods uh, you know it's it's considered much more of a, a recreational or a college type of thing to do not not really considered a drug so you know like crack or heroin sure. or something like that sure. definitely not categorized in that lumped in the bill so great hell yeah that's good it's so so freaking unfair that we got lumped into that whole illegal drugs just because they wanted to make some money off us man and because we were the freaking easiest people to pick on go go freaking knock somebody's door down that's sitting on 10 keys of coke and see how he acts man you know or somebody on a big mountain of crystal meth and see how easy that day goes for you then go kick in a a grower's door you know what i mean it's 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 picking on the on the meek man so uh, like yeah, Scotty, I gave them the tour if they came in. <laughs> As you're here, the... Before you arrest me, you want the tour? <laughs> but uh, every action, everything's on the uh, up and up and up. So, yeah. um, but I know what you're saying. That, uh, <clears throat> yeah, um, it, it, I think what it is is that people that grow uh, and in the culture in general, it's kind of this laid back attitude, and it might be easy pickings. 
Exactly. That, that's uh, that's what I mean by the meek, man. They're not out there freaking loading up with guns ready to freaking, oh, nobody's going to take me alive, man. No, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, I'll, get, they, I'll get my lawyer. I'll be out of this in two days. You're going to like my lawyer. I got a really good lawyer. Hey, I got a question for Fino before we get into the grow talk here a little bit. Um, sure. We were joking around a little bit on the show the other day about Scotty and his foul mouth, and I noticed he's using freaking today. And I had some, but a couple of people chime in. I think it was just one guy on the comments in some form. He's like, come on, guys, give me a fucking break. You know, like, this is not, it's not like the show our kids are, are, are coming up to listen to. So should we be, should we be like R-rated or probably like, how should we? <laughs> hey, I'm being, I want to be R-rated like in the early 80s R-rated, where every now and again, for no reason, they just show a set of boobs. That's my okay. kind of R-rating, man. Okay, but not like fucking hey man, <laughs> shit, fuck yeah, bro. Like hey, every yeah. every fourth word, maybe. That's, a, that's only when I'm really yeah, I'm really not, high. I'm not sure. I I try not to swear, although I do it. Um, I've gotten myself in trouble over the years, you know, uh, with swearing without realizing it. And next thing you know, people are looking at you. So I try to make it a, a habit not to. But I don't have a problem with it. I think the show, you know, R-rated is fine. I think it, if you, if you went a little further than that, I, it might be I just get the. But, you, I, you tend to, to, I don't know if it's subconsciously, sometimes judge. You know, if a guy's coming in to consult my grow and he's like, hey, you need to raise these fucking lights, this fucking pH fucking shit. Like, I take, uh, I don't know why I'm putting that accent on and I'm kind of being a stereotype there, but you, uh, it, takes, it takes away a little bit from uh, thinking somebody is as intelligent as they might be. I don't know. But there's plenty of people that cuss their ass off and they're smart as hell, so it's, it's debatable. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if the guy Absolutely. comes in and says, you better low, lower those fucking lights, man. I mean, you need 300 fucking thousand lumens here and you got 330 fucking thousand lumens. Lower them the <laughs> fuck down, buddy. I'm going to listen to the facts that he says between F-bombs, man. Gotcha. All right, <laughs> All right enough of the F-bombs, man. Let's, let's get let's... into the grow. Hey, man, I want to know what the law... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are the laws out there, man? What is your so you guys had medical passed recently? Yeah, in 2012, and and this state's a little different. We don't have a plant town, which is great uh, because I like to make cuttings uh, and and being a guy that's uh, doing some breeding uh, and, and looking for those those quote unquote phenotypes. Um, I'm allowed to just open seeds endlessly. And since I make them, I have an endless supply. So I could, I, it's for me, it's really easy to find those diamonds in the rough illegally because I don't have to worry about it. Um, although that, the, the dry weight per license, if you're not a caregiver, is 10 ounces. So I can carry yeah, around I was 10 ounces. Say pounds. That's what I was hoping he would say, too. I was like, oh, right. man, I'm moving. Well, for every caregiver card that you have, like, so if I, for one, if I represent one patient, then I, I can double it. Um, and then the other thing that makes it kind of confusing is they say it's 10 ounces for a 60 day supply. It's not like they're going to check me today, see if I have 10 ounces then in 30 days, see if I still have 10 ounces because, you know, um, how, how do they know what's a 60 day supply unless they came by every 60 days? Yeah. I want to so, make a point a here real gray quick. area, you know? I just I just wanted to say, man, is that's where the whole uh, decriminalization thing comes into it, man. All right, we got some laws passed, and now the laws are passed to the point where they're not showing up and inspecting. They gave us some rules of thumb. If we screw up real bad, if the cops show up and you've got 10 pounds and not 10 ounces, of course you're in trouble. But you've got all sorts of leeway here to play with, man. What they've told you is, hey, man, basically behave, man. Play by the freaking rules and don't get caught. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> 
Yeah, I agree I, with that. I appre- that seems to be the case out here, too. Yeah, out here as well, man. And I appreciate the, the decriminalization aspect of it. We got some laws on the books, and now we're saying, hey, look, we're not, gonna, we're not even busting balls, man. You know, if, if you make yourself a spectacle and you make us show up at your house for something, yeah, we'll probably count your plants, too. But uh, I love that, man. Yeah, I think what they would do in a case where um, the plant count got really high is if it's outdoors, uh, the law changes anyway. It's, it's got to be uh, outside of the public which isn't a problem in some of the, some of the towns around here, kind of small. So there's a lot of people that uh, could take full advantage of that. Uh, but it has to also be locked in a, in a, in a fenced-in or caged-in or uh, greenhouse-in grow area. Um, that is where things get a little tricky because you're advertising a grow if you put a fence around something, you know. You have a backyard, and then you have a 20-by-20 fence with a bunch of coal that's sticking <laughs> out of the top. It stands right. out even more to be honest, than if you just kind of put it into the landscape and let it blend as much as you could. Um, but, you know, you got to go by the laws. Uh, but that, that fence law is a little, I don't know. I, it doesn't seem like that would stop a thief. I think it would no, just kind of contain all the plants for them, nowhere to get them. Sometimes they line up weird things, man. Next you'll hear, like, uh, over where they pass in this state, you have to store all your dry weight in a safe, but a Specifically, Winchester brand safe, model number, like they're cutting side deals. Yeah. Uh, you got to have this fence, uh, but only by ABC Fencing Company out of... Uh, hey, so- I'm, I'm going to tell you something, man. I once seen, like, it's called Planet Money. It's one of these NPR productions, and it was about oh. what it was like to do business as a, a commercial marijuana producer a couple years ago. And each commercial marijuana producer, they followed this one as an example. He had three different safes. He had a large safe for, for bulk product. He had a small safe for... Daily product, and he had a safe for cash. Man, that's three separate safes. Man, that's uh because because the banking system won't do business with them. Man, I mean that no, is I know it's amazing. Sucks. Yeah, unbelievable. It, it, um, I would imagine that for a certain level of criminal, that that is probably very tempting to knowing that there's a lot of cash out there. I th- I think that alone is, is enough reason to to expedite. Uh, those issues as far as banking and taxes and get those dollars into a bank. Yeah, and that's what I uh, that's what I mean with uh, dude. Well, who's getting paid? Because somebody's got to pay a lobbyist to take a you know a congressman out to lunch and explain to him why we need this, and then to uh, explain to him how he can bring a couple hundred thousand voters if we vote. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, welcome the machine, man, for real. I mean, the, you know, the banks, um, the only way they really make money now is off, you know, the, it's actually a quick dollar. They're taking money, they're making short-term investments, and then they um, and then they give it back to you. It's really, the minute you give them money, they're already, it's already invested, um, and they're making interest on it. They, would, they want that money more than you can imagine. It's just, there's probably just a few little technicalities that are making them fearful, and I'm, I would imagine it has to do with the federal government, um, there's, there'd be no, uh, with the FDIC insurance on money, because sure. that's the federal, um, I would imagine that that doesn't cover it if something happens. And that's probably the, I don't, I'm not an expert in economics by any stretch. I'm just taking a, a stab at that one. Probably that has a lot to do with it. Um, I, I'm an expert in economics. Let me explain to you how it works. <laughs> the rich okay. get fed before the poor. That's how it works, man. <laughs> all right. All right. Come on. Let's talk right. some grow. Seriously, sure. yeah, that's, that's like that's grow grow politics. Now let's talk grow. What do you got going on outdoors there? You were mentioning 
Um, yeah, before I'll get ahead, I'll get ahead of myself. You tell me, like outdoor grows. I love growing outdoor. Growing by the sun is the way to go. Uh, and it definitely, obviously, can have uh, its issues as we'll get into. But yeah, tell me what you got going on. Like size of plants. Are you in ground? Like what what style? Yeah, uh, actually, okay. I do uh, a few different techniques. Um, I do in the ground and I do in pots. Um, and I do them for different reasons. Uh, and I also bre- do my breeding outdoors. And that makes it tricky, too, because I t- I'm trying to get Sensimilia as much as I can. So um, yeah. I have to uh, select certain branches and, you know, the, the process. You mark it. And you should take your pollen and put it in a bag. Don't actually physically take the plant over and put it over the branch. And then you spray all the branches with water near it so that'll neutralize any extra pollen and that usually will keep the pollen at bay pretty well that's um so that's one of the things that i do outdoors but as far as strains and techniques um most of the bigger plants are in the ground uh directly planted in the ground and what i do is i um i have a nice area in my yard that gets um eight to nine hours of direct sunlight and, and it slowly you know withers at uh less and less as you get closer to, you know, autumn equinox and whatnot. So, um, yeah, that's like my area. It's not ideal, but it's good. I'd rather have, you know, 10 to 12 hours, but the plants will get about, uh, I could get, honestly, it's hard to say on a weight per plant, one to three pounds, potentially. Unfortunately, this year, I'm not going to be able to find out exactly because there was an accident, or I should say a, uh, an act of God, man. That was an act of so, God, homie. Hey, how big are the, how big are, how big are these plants? You're getting one to three pounds off of in size of, you know, foot height. Like, yeah, height, uh, girth. You know, does it look like a washing machine's bigger? Yeah, some of them look like. Actually, it's funny though. I have a strain that I I called lemon bomb. That it literally looks just like a washing machine. It's it's perfectly round. It's uh, about six feet tall. Um. It's just a perfectly round bush. It looks like a shrub. If you put it in your front yard, people would love it. It's a beautiful plant. Unfortunately, <laughs> the buds themselves aren't Soon that enough. big. So you're putting up a lot of plant to get a moderate amount of good bud. It's really good. Um, so it, it, uh, it's worth it. On some of the other strains, like now there's a strain called the Big Freak, and that one uh, is a big yielder, hence the name. I haven't grown it outside before, uh, and unfortunately, the ones, the biggest one that I have now is on its side. It, it got, it snapped. Uh, there was a really bad uh, weather front that came through. I, I honestly, I, I can't even begin to guess how much it was going to weigh. A lot. It was uh, about seven feet tall, seven feet wide. <laughs> I don't know how many coals it had. I. I I can't. Yeah, if you, if I'm going like to definitely send you guys some pictures. Yeah, I'm glad. You, you could, you, you'll see the pictures, and you'll probably be able to judge uh, just from the pictures alone. You, um, you can just see countless tall colas. They grow stacks. I mean, two foot colas with just bumper to bumper bud. I mean, it, uh, it's like a. These strains are great, but uh, they didn't finish. I was hoping they'd finish a little earlier. I actually used some strains last year that finished up right about this time. Uh, yeah, when do you guys get your first frost on the East Coast? Right around now, usually. They've been late so, yeah, the past five years. Okay. Uh, um, but we get we have a serious problem with mold. 
so mold is, is we get a very humid, we're in a very humid neck of the woods out here, oh, not yeah. that far from the ocean. And Scotty being from Florida, you know, we're getting the same humid air. We're just not getting the same temperatures. He's a little hotter down there, obviously. Right. But um, up here now, uh, I mean, it's, I don't know what the humidity is, probably 70s. Uh, it's misty. Um, oh, yeah. I hate <laughs> big old flowers yeah, make me scared. That is crazy, man. That is dangerous. Yeah. Bud rot, bud rot. They yeah, I, I, I've lost half uh, half a crop last year to bud rot, and oh. uh, this year I took some steps, um, some products. Actually, uh, an interesting product uh, called Raw Omina. Are you familiar with NPK Industries Raw products? Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. Uh, they make one called Omina, which is an amino acid uh, blend, and use very small amounts of it. What it does is it, it adds uh, ion uptake pathways through your root systems all the way up to the, to the top of your plant, every part of your plant, and it allows the plant to take up much, much more calcium to fortify it. Kind of like how silica, you know, how silicon actually helped too. I use that as well to fortify a plant against mold and, and uh, you know, heat stress. Sure. stress, that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, this, this omina is supposed to take the calcium and, and give it that type of effect, uh, but tenfold. And it definitely did a very good job at, at holding off uh, mold. Yeah, I didn't get, I, ha- I hardly have any at all this year. Wow, that's good to know, man. That's good to know. Yeah. Uh, and I, if I use, I don't know, the, I don't have the bottle with me, but it's a type of bacteria that you can spray on your plants. Um, Maybe like serenade or something like that. Red bottle, yellow yeah, cap. Yeah, like what? Yeah, ex- exactly. Yep. And uh, that that I can't remember the, the name of it was, but it's like a serenade type of product. And uh-huh. It's you know um, organic, Omni approved. If, if that means something to some people, it does. Um, and you can use it right after the day harvest. Uh, I, I had a couple of spots on a few a few plants, uh, and I sprayed it on them after I saw the spots. And generally speaking, they, once you see them, they get worse. You know, you try to remove them, but still. Um, but it. it Stopped it right in the tracks. Wow! So I I'll, I can definitely get you um, the name of that product or the bacteria itself. It might be in lots of products. And the raw amina um, that is uh, NPK Industries. Uh, the guy that created it. Yeah, was that Har- Harvey? Smith. Right. Yeah, he's got some yeah. good videos online. I've, I've, we've all uh, yeah, kind of I, passed them around I, the DGC before. Man, pretty cool stuff. I, I was I was thinking you should try to get a hold of him. He's a friendly guy. I've I've corresponded with him. Yeah, and you know. Once you get him started, he gets going. Yeah, I half assed <laughs> did. I think I got to the point where he was like, "Yeah, sure, man, just give me a call." And then I just forgot to call him or something, man. So that's got to oh, be really? being a slack, man. We need to get on that. He would be a good guy. He does remind me of uh, if Chris Farley ever got older, what he would look like, man. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got some mutton chops, that guy. <laughs> I love it, man. He got to have stones to sport the chops, man. So I dig that, man. But hey, man, yeah, he's a smart guy, though. I'll tell you, he's a, he's, he definitely knows how to uh, to capture your attention. He's a good good teacher. <laughs> Love it. I've watched right. those videos several times. All right, so we've talked about mildew and the, those type of pathogens, man. Uh, with the high humidity, do you have to worry about spider mites, or you got other problems? So, humidity is, uh, yeah, during the midsummer, the, hum- the humidity is probably the same as it would be anywhere on the East Coast. Right. We get up into the mid-90s. Spider mites are a problem indoors, but I've never seen a spider mite outdoors ever yeah, yeah, in my life. Man. Yeah, I, I don't never really have, have a problem 
in in Florida, I've never had a problem with spider mites. And the humidity range, uh, I think they have a tougher time up. I mean, I know they like a, a lower humidity in a warm garden. Like I said, they party in, but I think that humidity slows them down a bit. And uh, maybe it's I don't know what else. You guys got white flies out there, man. You guys got white flies. Yeah, not white flies. I, this year I got a weird caterpillar though that likes to eat the actual white hairs, the pistols. Bastards, man! Food. I like those. <laughs> you like the caterpillars or the white hairs? No, I, I, I like the white hairs, man. He can't eat my white hairs. I grew those for me, nah, man. No. <laughs> they won't, they'll never be brown. Damn, so, man! Yeah, it it, it it ate it would eat those, and it would leave little poops on the sugar leaves. Um, so, and I, I was like, what the heck? I thought at first I thought it was mold. And, I, and I'm like, why Why don't they have any white hairs that I burn my plants somehow? And, and then some spots do and some spots don't on this one particular plant. And then finally at the tops of the colas, there were these big, big green caterpillars. And you could see like a path that they made right up the plant. That Man. was a while back now. That was probably at the you know, mid-flower. Um, Damn, but yeah, sucks, that was the first man. time I've ever seen any any of those. I've had a, a it was a problem with leaf hoppers. Are you familiar with those at all? Leaf hoppers? What? No, what is leaf that? hoppers? Uh-huh. They're like they're like they're little, probably the length of your fingernail, any finger. They're they vary in size, so they're different types too. But there was a particular one that would take little bites out of a leaf stem or a small stem and. After a matter of days, it would it would get in a crack in that spot and just poop die, and the whole branch would fall or the leaf leaf. I'd you know not a big deal, but it would actually a little teeny bug could actually break say a quarter inch branch or kill it that one little spot. I don't know something in its saliva must be doing it. Wow, man! And I managed to get that same species, I guess, of of leaf hopper into my bedroom last year. Oh, and shit, run and I, yeah, and it and they blend this they blend so well to your plants. I, and they, they're under the leaves, really hard to find. And periodically, I'd see a branch dying and hanging. And I'd be like, ah, and you'd just see one little nibble out of the branch. Oh, and somehow it was doing that, and it was just killing that one little spot, whether it's acidity and it's saliva or something. It vectors but pathogens, bug, man. Yeah, so bugs are, are always an issue. Uh, one. You know, one type or another. Spider mites, not outdoors, though. Indoors, I've definitely had problems. I also go in a basement um, indoors, and, you know, it's an old basement. It's it's just one of those places that's more buggy than, than most other places. <laughs> well, it's a, a good reminder yeah, on, on outdoors. If people plan on growing outdoors, you're definitely going to have to have two two things here. We mentioned the crops always getting messed with by either potentially weather, hence why I had to finally, you know, build a full-on hail guard with polycarbonate panels on top of it. But it also I like control if we're going to get, which we have, a week of straight rain this time of year. That's not a good way for me to finish my flowers. So no. be thinking about, you know, potential shelters, guys, and predator bugs and really good, um, you know, pest management. you got to be spraying weekly no matter how good your plants look. Should have ladybugs out running around, and if you think you have other things, depending on where you're at, you can get a wide range of predator bugs, which will work good. Granted, if you're not in a greenhouse and you're not containing them, but I mean, if they, if you release predator b- bugs on a host plant and there's shit there for them to go after, they're not going anywhere. They're first going to check that plant over, um, you know, and good way to try and handle a grip of these things. Even like uh, <laughs> I was always thinking, one year I had a, uh, which I think it was last 
last year during the sh- outdoor, I had a uh, wasp hive that kind of maybe about I mean, 100-something, 200 wasps that made a, a, a little hive up in nest, I should say, in this fake uh, owl, like to scare off squirrels or whatever. Sure. But it was literally right at head level where I'd crawl up in the canopy to work and all that. That shit was like at times less than a foot from my head. And they never ever bothered me. It's like they knew because I they eat uh, they eat different type of uh, like mites and shit too. I would see them crawling around on my plants. It's like they're probably finding some other bug that I don't need to eat. So it was kind of it would always scare the shit out of me. I'd, I'd be high up there with my cup of coffee, and I'd be like, "Oh shit, there's a wasp." Okay, be cool. Yeah, they've never bothered you. We got, a, <laughs> we got a synergy going. So just leave them alone. They're 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 liking your garden and they're helping out. So. Uh, keep all that shit in mind and just know, yeah, outdoor stuff can come. Anything from people to, you know, bugs to weather. But in the end, man, you can really, really succeed. Not have to pay for everything, right? It's easiest way to grow. Low, lowest cost way to grow. Put a plant outdoor. Hell yeah. Yeah, man. you really, you don't, if, if you have, depending on how you're doing it, you know, in the ground, if you have good soil, you'd be surprised at how much natural nutrients is there. You just got to give the roots time to find them. What I do is I dig a hole, um, four or five gallon hole, but skinny and uh, uh, more like a tube. And when I transplant my plant into the hole, um, I put in very porous, homemade outdoor potting mix. And the roots will shoot straight down real fast. Uh, but because the hole is narrow, they're going to go into the sides and they're going to go into packed, untilled soil. Um, it's a little harder for the roots to get started in there. That's why I started in porous soil. But eventually, those uh, side roots that come out will become big, thick water roots. And you can, and I'm not sure if you've ever tried to follow to see how far those roots will go, but they go uh, ridiculous 10, 20 feet. That's what I was going to ask you, man. How big big the root system ends up being at the end after 100 days or so? Ridiculous. I I really don't know the the full extent of it. But uh, just to give you an idea, the other day I was out there and I tripped on a root that I thought was a root from a tree and it was actually from one of my plants but it was from one of the faraway plants it went past other plants I pulled it all the way back to see which plant it went to so it, it went past closer plants into like no man's land into just an empty patch next to my house and I tripped on the thing yeah, fall, I mean, but, th- there's um, a reason they call it weed, man. You know, they, they still can't get rid of it. I mean, you go to the state north of us here, man, in Nebraska, they can't get rid of the ditch weed, man. It's just they, they'd rather just live with it, man. So it is a weed. We got to remember that as we're growing it. Yeah, I, I you know, I take a, an interesting approach, I think, to, to looking at it. I, I look at the plant when it's young and I say, all I can do now is make is screw it up. If the, If everything goes right, which it should, if the plant just went as planned, it would be a very healthy plant. Now, what, what would I do to it to screw it up, overwater it, overfeed it? So I take that approach. I already could kind of consider a finished product and kind of go backwards from it. So if it was, if it was a finished plant, and what would, it, you know, what would its end results be like? What would I do along the way that might prevent that from happening? So it's really not about what do I do to get it to grow big or, or you know, full or whatever you know, my goal is. It's more like what won't I? What don't I want to do? In other words, what do I want to avoid from sure. allowing I- that to happen? Not be, I'm not quite putting it into the words the way I want it right now. But um, 
you know what I mean? Yeah, outdoors, man. I mean, if you're letting that root into the ground, man, you're you're no longer playing Mother Nature. You're more now just a steward of nature. Like uh, the dude saying he has a a cover over it, so if it hails, that it, uh, you know, he protects his plants from hail or whatever. But when they're in the ground, man, they're they're with nature, man, and they're pulling, and you're getting that uh, the symbiosis with all the natural microbes that are that are in soil naturally and healthy, man, or natural healthy soil, I should say. So, yeah, I think that the pressure becomes uh it becomes much less of hey i have to give everything this plant needs to kind of just fostering uh fostering its growth i should say that's exactly what i'm trying to say yeah you you want to be careful not to do something because if it's if mother nature's doing what it's supposed to then it's doing fine unless you see something obvious you know yeah um, but you know indoors you you know you you're always adding nutrients and water and you're just keeping the plant moving along, you, you have to physically do that regularly. And it's a habit that you get into, and you have to break that habit. When you, once your roots are in the soil out, outdoors, uh, after so many weeks, yeah, I mean, they, we... should, they should at some point be self-sustaining. If, if they're not, most likely it's because you or some of the grower overwatered it, and that's why they're not self-sustaining, meaning that they should be able to live just like the, the fauna around them. We don't water the, the brush, you know, around our properties or, you know, along the sides of the road. They grow wild and they grow fine and healthy. So when you're in the ground, one of the goals is to see if you can make your plant self-sustaining. If you should walk away from it, say, in July 1 and came back uh, October 15th, you should have a, a finished plant. As long as you got words. the right irrigation and the correct soil. Yeah, well, that's sure. what I'm saying. If you, if you, if you do it, if you don't you, – Mother Nature – would intend for that plant to live anyway, whether you were there or not. Yeah, you know what I yeah, mean? Good point. If you, obviously, if you if you're in an area where the plant wouldn't do well in nature to begin with, but I'm comparing it to plants that would grow alongside it in nature. Sure. If you if you can get your plant to because like self sustain itself, so if you walked away, it would be able to get its own water and its own nutrients. Then it's just a matter of you know making sure you don't add something that can make it worse. Like nitrogen would be a big one. Um, once plants get their roots spread, uh, at least from my experience, they seem to have an endless, endless supply of nitrogen. I cut off nitrogen very, very early in my grow. In fact, I don't even use anything that's uh, on the NPK scale where the end is higher than the other ones. It's always, it's always either the same or lower. Yeah, I'd be willing to bet that's oh, mi- microbial as well as to where there's, there's microbes in the soil that have always been able to provide nitrogen. Uh, yeah, so I'd be willing to bet that that's one of those things that once they get in the ground, they've got this huge buffer. You know, the soil we decided was a buffer, and the more you have, the bigger the buffer, man. And if you've got, you know, just yards of soil as as your buffer for nutrition, you can have a low concentration of nutrition in there, but a high, you know, just a, a, a spread across a, a large area, and you've got a decent amount of soil nutrition to grab from. I, I think that's what we're talking about here. And Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and nitrogen, uh, you know, that one seems to be more readily available where I'm growing in the ground. Sure. Uh, I mean, think about all that, all that nitrogen. In a lot of other places, we have a very uh, good loom in our, on our property and uh, in the general area. Yeah, I mean, if you think about the nitrogen that's left in the leaves when they fall and you know, the bacteria and fungi go and process them, they go into the roots, go to the rhizosphere, and there's, your, you know, fortified, you know, nitrogen sink right there. 
So I believe it, man. Definitely. I don't think you need a ton of, you know, pouring a ton of 20-20-20 on plants to make them grow. I think that's something you do with shitty soil. Yeah, exactly. Um, if it's abused, if you're using chemical fertilizer, I'm, uh, that's the other thing is I use organic. Um, not everything that I use it comes from a company that has certified organic products. Some of the stuff I actually create myself. So as far as, like, certifications and, and, and that kind of thing, uh, if that's important to you, um, then you you might find my growth slightly flawed because uh, not all the products I have go through those processes. I use local products made by local farmers sometimes as far as topsoils and compost and things, things of that nature. Um, I mean, they just don't bother to get them certified because they don't want to pay the money. Oh, it's, it's and, ridiculous, uh, man. And, I mean, and, who, you, who, and they'd have to charge more for the bag, you know? Yeah, who's Omri to... Uh... You know, to declare themselves the people that certify. You know what I'm saying? If you've got something organic and you want to call it organic, uh, you should be able to, man. You know, if it is organic, man. If you want to, dude, I tried to get stuff certified by Omri, man, and it was thousands and thousands of dollars. They wanted to fly, they wanted me to fly an Omri team over to where I got my molasses. You know what I mean? They wanted to fly an Omri team to where I got my kelp. It was insane, man. So I don't have an Omri sticker on there, man. Sorry. Yeah, no, I, you know what? I don't blame you. Uh, there's a product here that I have. Um, in fact, I'm trying to see if it even has the Armory's um, certification on it. Organic Materials Review Yeah, it's called, it, this is something that you guys would love. Um, it's called Bumper Crop by a company called Coast of Maine. And what it is, uh, it's like a compost. It's, it's enriched soil. Uh, I put it on top of ProMix on my indoor grow and, and you know, leach the nutrients through. And I can read for you the ingredients on it. I think, you'd, I think you guys will be pretty impressed with this stuff. Um, so it's like a bag worm, of so- a soil amendment? It's like a soil amendment. It's, a, it's its own kind of soil amendment. It's like a, um, and it, they call it bumper crop. It, it contains, let's see, mycorrhizae right on, the, right on the top. It does say organic soil builder. It doesn't have anything about Omri. And then it says all natural ingredients, worm castings, lobster and crab shells, kelp meal, dehydrated poultry manure, peat hummus, sphagnum peat moss, aged bark, composted cow manure, and dolomite lime. Um, yeah, this stuff works really well. If you put it on top of any type of grow medium that's, uh, as long as it's not uh, hydroponic, I don't know about uh, cocoa. I probably wouldn't use it with cocoa, but... I use it with pro mix or potting soils or outdoors. I use it as topsoil. Uh, it leaches it into the uh, into the ground, and the plants take up the nutrients really fast. It's almost like uh, a recharge in a way, um, as far as seeing a plant go from uh, maybe sick or just needing some uh, some vigor to Dude, being yeah, perfectly I mean, healthy in a matter of days. You got some of my favorite ingredients in there, of course. You know, you've yeah. the worm, kelp little dehydrated poultry manure. I don't know if I've used many, if any, poultry manure products directly lately. But regardless, it is, I, I pulled up their site here. It is Omri listed. It's like a little a bag to Oh, it is. Okay. It just sounds good. Sounds like good shit, literally. <laughs> yeah. They make another product, too, that I'm going to try using and doing again with some experiments called Lobster Compost. And that product will bring out flavors like nothing I've ever used in my life. Interesting. Uh, it's amazing. I, you, the same thing, I put about uh, an inch or two layer above my uh, ProMix, and then I just water right through it. 
Uh, about halfway through flower, when I used that, I noticed that on the when the plants that I had used it on versus the ones that I didn't use it on had a different kind of white hair color change rather than go to brown. It kind of went from white to a shade of orange and then a shade of brown. So it was like a, a, a second step in there. And the buds at the end smelled like candy. Uh, I had a lemon kush that I had been growing generation after generation after generation. And then the first time I used this stuff, it smelled like, uh, what's that cereal? Um, the cereal that's uh, Fruit Loops. That's what it smelled like. <laughs> I, I, was, I couldn't believe it. And, I, and the only thing I could you know, attribute it to was that. It was the only thing I changed. So I continued to use it for a while, and I got great results. But then I started, they came up with this bumper crop product, and that's when I started experimenting with that. Hey, I'm, gonna try I'm not getting any cool flavors, yeah. but, yeah, the lobster compost, I think I'm leaning more towards in the future I'm, again because the flavor is really important to me. Yeah, I'm down for another really good important. use for lobster, man. I got, I got fried lobster. I got steamed lobster. got bald lobster. <laughs> got lobster pie. got lobster gumbo. And now I got lobster compost, man. Well, Hell yeah, yeah dude. They're after the chitin rich here lobster blend. It says uh, with hum with peat and compost, and they actually ship it out for like twenty nine a bag to your door. So that's cool. I might have to try that. Try that. I can't say try that shit out. I'm gonna have to try that lobster out. I think we got to give them a call, man. See what they can do for the DGC, yo. Hell yeah. Yeah, definitely give them a call. Um, they're they're an interesting company. They they do have some other things. I think if you look online, uh, they have like two divisions, and they have uh, some organic granular fertilizers as well that I, I haven't been on their website in a little while. Nice, man. All right, well. I, but, I, yeah, try, I would definitely give that stuff a try. You'll know what I'm talking about. Um, you don't want to mix it, though. You, if you try to mix that in, even in a small amount, just say, like, dress a it. mix it, it, yeah, just, it's not going to, yeah, it's going to lock up your plants. It's, it gets kind of, the texture gets a little weird. You'll see what I mean. It's hard to describe. So, so periodically, you're going to want to probably loosen up the, the top of your pot when you put that in because it'll the top say layer of it will get like a little bit of a crust sure sure so and you're going to kind of loosen that up from time to time other than that though it's it's just water and that'll do the trick right on fino well thanks for hanging out on the uh grower sit-in today yeah man i like it at the end when i can say i learned something man thank you my friend yeah i sure do uh, well i i hope uh i hope i didn't bore you <laughs> no, 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 man. no, man. This ain't our I don't know if it, this ain't my style. Anything else of, that you want me to? Uh, okay. Uh, I was just gonna say this ain't my style of growing. As far as I'm not, a, I'm an indoor grower. I've been an indoor grower since I started. So for me to talk to a, a, a guy that's doing a lot of outdoor grows, both in ground, in containers, uh, in humidity, that's uh, really interesting to me. So thank you for sh- for sharing your experiences, man. There's something I think I'd like to add, if it's possible, for people that are interested in outdoor growing. If they live in nor- northern environments or in, in uh, areas that they get tough weather at the end of the season, growing in pots, um, you can employ a technique called forcing. And that's actually letting the plant get pot-bound. So, um, and when you do that, you'll have to water it a little bit more, but it'll finish earlier. Um, oh, yeah. And, and I've done, I've done side-by-side tests with the same cuttings and it definitely works yeah I think i'm you, sure if you went online like a root bound uh container it's going to force flowering quicker maybe from like exactly. a stress reaction or something got yeah, yep makes sense cool exactly i wouldn't do, use too small of a container um i mean it's outdoors it's getting a lot of light a lot of photosynthesis those roots will grow and fill up a decent sized container if you get it out there early enough but um 
you, obviously you're not going to want to use like a 200 gal. I would say, you know, any, anything from a five to a 10 gallon, uh, depending on how many plants and how big you want your plants and when you're going to put them out there, but it definitely works. I've got one right now. I think it's in like a seven gallon and it's uh, completely finished and I have the same exact plant in the ground that needs another week. Wow. Yeah. So hopefully that helps Those, people. Hell, hell yeah. Good tip, man. That's what it's all about, hanging out and learning about lobster. Absolutely. Right. Oh, man, I'm, <laughs> I'm hungry, lobster. man. Lobster. Mm, lobster. Lobster. Okay. Lobster roll. Right on. Mm. Well, thanks, Fino, man. We'll uh, be in touch. Hope you've been enjoying the shows, and we'll try and get you back on sometime just to hang out and talk grow. That's what it's all about. Yeah, I got to hear about your big freak, man. Yeah. That in, was, in a, yeah, a non gay way, is, dude. That would be a, a fun thing to talk about. Would be breeding. I'm not. I haven't been doing it very long, um, but I've learned a lot, and I have got lucky with some good genetics. And I think you could really get some a lot of interested people uh, to make comments. Uh, it seems to me because I scan the sites, and that's what I do. That there's a lot of people out there that are interested in that. So just a thought. Yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. All right, cool. Sounds good to me, man. Well, we'll talk to you soon, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. I'll T- see you. Take it easy. All right. Bye-bye. Cool, cool, guys. We'll be back Monday. That's all we got for this week in cannabis. And uh, get a hold of us. Go dogrows.com. Click on submit a question. Been fielding questions from there for everything from uh, any type of site issues down to helping you out in your grow. So have a good weekend. Yeah, man. I'll see you all Monday, man. I'll talk to you all Monday, I should say. Word. Take her easy, dude.